Yo, thanks in advance for checking out the podcast. And stick around after the show to find out how you could help the forgotten casualties of the current strike. All right, let's get to the show. All right, we're in, we're in. Welcome to Back of the Call Sheets. I am Brian Carlson. Folks call me BC. My name is Wayne Witherspoon. People call me Spoon. This is our podcast, and we're using this as a chance to talk to industry professionals in Hollywood, you know, the folks below the line, uh, the folks that make the movies. Folks who are on the back of the call sheet. These are the people, like you said, on the front line, your grips, your electrics, your costumers, hair, makeup, special effects, animal wrangler, sound, sound, (laughs) props, camera. Yep. All these people will be represented. We will speak to everyone and you get a chance to see what they think about making movies and television. This week, this episode, we've invited Eddie Perez, a stunt coordinator um, who's worked on a lot of big shows and a lot of big movies uh, to sit and talk to us about his experience and his journey in the industry. But before we get into that, if we haven't said it already, we're both assistant directors. Directors Guild of America. In the Directors Guild. It's the Directors Guild, not the Assistant Directors, directors Guild, Guild, but we are assistant directors, and that's a pretty specific job description. Uh, how would you describe it, Spoon? Well, what I think ADs are, I call us the police. We are the police of the set. We tell you when to come in. Right. We tell you when to eat. We tell you when to go home. We are the conduit from the set to production to meaning the production office which then talks to the studios yeah and from the production office to the set yeah and it's not because it's a position in order to create some form of authority and start throwing people's weight around it's like we need to let people know what time we're starting we need to let that's that's not why i'm doing this (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah you get a a kick out of it but But, you know, it's like, that's what the first AD does, working with the producers, exactly. what the schedule is going to be, how what shots are we going to get. It's a collaborative effort. Most definitely. Um, but the ADs and the AD department, which includes the production assistants, um, it, it's it's important that we effectuate the, the game plan or whatever the schedule is in order to get us through the day, get every department the information they need and the support they need in order for them to get their job done so we can make movies. Agreed. And being an AD is you have to have passion for the job and you really have to have a sense of timing because you have to schedule it. Yeah. And you have to really make it a team we are probably the only department well i think well we are the only department that really has to speak to all the other departments yeah collectively right like i mean hey if we're doing squibs you know wardrobes got to talk to to special effects or if we're doing a a um, driving shot yeah you know camera and grip have to be in sync and lighting has to be in sync well, we have to be in sync with all of that. With all of that, right. At all times. Mm-hmm. Because we have to schedule 
when this is best, when we got to bring the actor in, mm -hmm. how long it's going to take to get something, you know, like the squibs rigged to the wardrobe. We've got to let wardrobe know that we're going to do this. Or, yeah. Excuse me. Costumes. I do apologize. Costumes. They like it. <laughs> um, and then we have to put all of that together. And it's like we have to make sure that everybody is in sync with all departments are in sync. Right. And that's the one thing I love about this. It's like a big puzzle and we have to put it together. But we can't put it together without the help of every department. Yeah. It's a team. For sure. You know, it's, the, it's I mean, it obviously, you know, filmmaking is a collaborative art form. And I don't want to say we're the conduit, but we are very much in the mix with everybody. Even catering, it's like we yeah. need to make sure, is catering ready to go? go right. Is there any issue? You know, if we suddenly decide that we're going to go over. Or pull it up. Yeah, or pull it up. It's yeah. like we, it's, it's incumbent upon us. No one other department is no. going to let the caterers know so that they can adjust if they exactly. need to like have you know food ready because these are all hard-working people you know people who have families um yeah. show up to work on time every day and and earn um their living when we break for lunch they don't want to be standing around like waiting for the lunch to be made right right and and that information is going to come from the AD department. Mm -hmm. What time do you want lunch? When should breakfast be here? What time is this set up? And that's why I say we are the conduit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I say we are the glue. Officially, our role is the the representative of the producers and the studio to the crew. Exactly. Um, but, but for me as an AD, I, you know, not to buck the system or anything like that, but just the way that I've come up working in the industry I really see I see my role or I I feel more comfortable in my role thinking of it as I'm a representative of the crew maybe that's just my background or me misunderstanding my role but I feel like I'm looking up you know and and I'm trying to protect the crew yeah because if something happens on set uh, safety wise the AD is yes. responsible. Right. You know, it's like if if something bad happens, the AD is responsible because that's that's what that's what our job is. Yeah. Yeah. We are responsible for, you know, like when there's guns on set. Yes, the armorer is responsible for bringing the guns. The armorer is responsible for talking and telling us about the gun. Mm -hmm. But the ADs are responsible to make sure that everybody is in that meeting to know this is what we're doing right and, th and we have a safety meeting first yes. thing in the morning yeah and that's what ad's are there to you know yeah. that's part of our job is to call the safety meeting and make exactly. sure that you know we are covering all of the safety concerns of the day and we're also in that safety meeting we usually are going to explain the entire day yeah, like I did a, I did a, a movie an action movie a couple years ago where we did a full body burn Ooh. We did a full body burn, and I want to say we probably spent like a good three to four hours doing this scene, and 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 it was a, it was a low budget film. Right, right. It was non union. This right. is before I was in the guild, and um, and I was the first AD, 
And because it was non-union and it was kind of, you know, go, 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 go. I told everybody, I said, no, 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 no. No. We are taking our time. I do not care if we are behind. If you want this shot, we're going to do this shot right. We're going to play it by the numbers. And we're going to walk step by step. And, and, and it went great. And we actually finished it sooner than we thought we were going to finish it. So, like... For me, it was probably the biggest stunt that I had ever AD'd, mm -hmm. um, and it was really important to me to impress upon everybody that safety came first before the shot. It came first before anything. That person's life exactly. is what's most important, and everybody else around that person. Yeah. Like, because you, you got to you got somebody on fire right we're listen we're in the business of make-believe everybody should be able to go home at the end of the night mm. do we do some dangerous things yes makes what we do that much more exciting but the bottom line is they're still humans mm. and you have to be safe you know and 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 i i always say it's like no one's life is worth 30 seconds of film time None. Nope. It's like, let's get this, let's get it right, let's do it right. And if it takes longer than it should, then someone who makes a lot more money than I do can come down and say, hey, we're not doing this. Right. You know? But I won't, I, and I, I will say, if it's not safe, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in court asking, well, why did you do that? Right. You know? I don't want to see someone's family member looking at me like, well, you knew it wasn't safe. Why didn't you? Why didn't you stop it? Right, right. Yeah. Well, that being said, this episode with Eddie Perez. Eddie is a stunt coordinator. Yep. And Eddie extraordinaire, <laughs> Emmy award winning um, stunt coordinator with over twenty years of experience in the industry. Uh, he's done um, movies like Blood In and Blood Out. Uh, he's known for working on Con Air um, and TV shows like Shameless, which I worked with. That's where I met Eddie. And um, Snowfall were both of us. Yeah, we both work with Eddie, and he's done tremendous work, and we really appreciate him coming out and uh, being our uh, premiere. Our inaugural yeah. guest. Yeah. All so, right. without further ado, here's Eddie Perez. Eddie! Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for coming, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I saw you was on Snowfall. Yeah, yeah. But what have you been up to? I know, like, with the strike and everything. No, no, no. But, anything, I've, been, but... I've been doing, uh, based on a true story, Kaylee Kuko. Okay. It's uh, based on a serial killer. It's like a dark comedy. Oh, wow. Like, really, it's actually funny because it's so, it's so messed up. Based on <laughs> a true story? Uh, so, uh, well, they call it based on a true story. It's about, it's about all the serial killer podcasts, actually. Ah. It's all about podcasts and how, how big that like that world is. Really? Oh, dude, they have like conferences with like you know Vegas and everybody talking about all serial. People are like obsessed with all the serial killers and everybody have podcasts and it's a podcast about basically they figure out who this one serial killer is and he becomes part of the podcast so they can make money because they're broke. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, it's like a Dexter on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, Dexter podcast, but then he's killing people. <laughs> right. you know, and hey, I'm only gonna be able to kill you once. Yeah. So who who are you working with? 
Uh, well, on that, uh, well, Kaylee mainly was, right. was, was the lead, and uh, I kind of forgot the other actors. They were great. That was it was um, uh, Craig uh, did who created it did the boys, so it was like on that that level of darkness. Okay, he's just funny and he's an Australian dude and just got a really twisted sense of humor, which is like <laughs> I, I was like I'm in. Right, <laughs> I'm like you know couldn't ask for any better person to deal with. Right. So what got you into this? This um, meaning the business, and then why stunts and not grip, electric, yeah. camera, AD? I, I, I was training actors. I was training like Anthony Michael Hall, and I was working with uh, Mickey Rourke, uh, training him, and we were friends. And I was in New York, and before that, I'd worked as a bodyguard for Duran uh, Duran and uh, Pink Floyd. When, when's this? This was like right out of college. All right. And and I, I met a lot of actors and directors, and I was training them as well. Then I came to L.A. because uh, my friend Webster Winery, who passed away recently, he was uh, Mickey's double, was like, no, nah, you know, New York kind of was dead for a while. I said, go to L.A. If you're going to do, go, go to L.A. So I came out here. To, what year did you come out here? I came out here like 90. Okay. 90, and then this guy, Paul Stater, who was uh, older stuff, man, had a stunt school. I know Paul. Yeah, he yeah, I've worked with he him. Was, yeah. He was on the, uh, he was like an Olympic diver and swimmer in the, like, 1930s and 40s Olympics. Wow. And he had his school, like, in his house in Malibu. How nice. So we went out there, and we would train, and, you know, then I started working for Stallone as a bodyguard. Gotcha. And was around a lot of people, and everybody's like, what are you going to do? I was like, yeah, I was going to be a personal trainer, but now I'm leaning more for stunts and started kind of segueing into that right and got um, you know I got my SAG card on uh, La Bamba and Isai and I grew up together Morales uh -huh. oh so okay Isai was like hey man and they need to stand in but I can get you in as just, you know to, so you can meet everybody and I was like fuck I'm here for the summer let, let, let me why not I get to hang out with my friend so you grew up with Isai Morales yeah, 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 where York. in New York, New York, New York yeah. where in New York did you grow up I, I grew up in Queens Okay. But then I lived on Upper West Side for a while. Okay, yeah, because like, I grew up on Staten Island, yeah, yeah, and you're, yeah. you were a couple, you're like a yeah, generation yeah, ahead yeah, of me. Yeah, but. yeah. So, you know, I was friends with a lot of people also in New York, too, because I worked at this uh, nightclub, Heartbreaks, that was like the place to be. Right. So when I came out to L.A., I knew a lot of, you know, actors and stuff, and they're like, oh, I'll introduce you to some people. Yeah, and you knew faces, faces, people. Yeah, you yeah. Saw so your it was, face. It, I mean, it still wasn't easy, but at least I, because at that point, there wasn't a lot of us around. <laughs> right and you know uh, and, on and, set in, yeah on in, set yeah. Know, just in general there was like four or five you know Hispanics mm. and I met all of them they were all super cool but they're like you know and I had you know some stunt coordinators like oh you're in the wrong business you know you should find something else to do because you know just ain't wow. that many of you guys around and I was like oh right, cool no problem you know sure yeah. sure and I was like no problem and you know then Taylor Hackford did produced La Bamba and I worked with him and then he did directed Blood and Blood Out and he, he found me and called me back and said hey you can come work with us and, you know meet some of the guys and he was just great at helping people I mean people don't give him like the one person that probably has done more for the Latin community than anybody is him I mean he did right those on. two movies that, and, right, and, right. And, brought and a lot of those you know, I've talked in. to him for years about it at the DGA and we, him and I you know he always gets like Eddie knows Eddie knows <laughs> yeah, because I was around, you know, with him, and he was so open about everything. But he was like, when they were doing, you know, blood in, blood out, he's like, well, when are we gonna find all the Hispanic actors? There are none. He's like, oh, there are. 
he goes, you know, there's Latin theater here in L.A., there's all this stuff, and he, he went out and searched, he goes, we're not going to have white people play Hispanics on this movie. Right. Yeah, it would have never, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he found, like, Benjamin. Benjamin, who's, like, his first big movie. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, Eastside was supposed to play that role, and he just didn't want to do another gang member thing. Right, right, so right. So he walked away from it, and, you know, he wanted to do, just expand his career, because he didn't want to keep playing that role. Funny part was, we had done that, you know, it was new for me, it was also new for me, but we did that, and then they were scared of the violence of the movie, and the, the studio was kind of, because it was, uh, uh, Hollywood Pictures at the time, which is um, Disney. Disney, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they did that, and then uh, the LA riots happened just before the movie was going to be released. Mm. So they, they kind of buried it. Right. And it kind of went like right, underground. Right, right. Yeah. And it's weird. You know, this year I went to the, it was weird. I went to the, down in uh, East LA to have the 30th anniversary of the movie. Oh, wow. Right and on. the cult following is insane. I was like, that was one of the first movies that I ever seen that had such a Hispanic, like real is oh, no, really was, real. Yeah, yeah a lot of guys I mean? there. I mean, Danny Trejo was in. He yeah, Danny got, Trejo. He just got out of jail. He was our technical advisor. Oh shit! He literally oh, wow. just got out of prison. Get out of here! Like, there's so many people in that movie that were just like, and that's just the, that was their start. And Taylor was like, you know, he fought tooth and nail. Like, no, this is going to be authentic. Right. So now, what did you do it? Uh, I played Joker in it, and, I, and then I doubled like half of the actors. Get out of here! He kept me around. Who was your stunt coordinator? Gary Davis, who's an amazing guy. I mean, right. he's just so cool. Like, he didn't know me from Adam, and Taylor brought me around, and he was just super cool. Like, like being a good guy, and he had he had doubled uh, Evil Can Evil. Oh, jumping motorcycles. He's a motorcycle guy, and that's why yeah. we got along too, because he did motorcycles. And he's just such a fucking good guy and I was like oh man there are some good dudes here finally yeah, 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 he yeah, wanted yeah. to they were like he was so successful he was like oh, I don't give a shit man you know I'll, I'll be out let's see what you can do yeah. and I wound up doing that and then went back to rock and roll for a bit then came back out and you know started so, now, again yeah. so Duran Duran Pink Floyd yeah so it sounded like you were a uh, fitness trainer yeah 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 so you were you were doing fitness yeah, I, I, I studied sports medicine in college. Okay, where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to, I first I went to uh, UConn and then I went to CW Post. Okay. Long Island. Okay. And I was studying athletic training and I was gonna, See, I was gonna work, for, I was gonna work for the Jets. I actually had. Oh wow. I had a job when I was getting out of school and. Uh -huh. I, I just. What happened there? You didn't, I, you didn't want to be in football. Yeah, 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 taping people's ankles. Yeah, taping ankles and stuff. And you know, I I done internships and I just wasn't feeling it. It was weird. I was kind of like, man, I spent all these years in school and this is just not. And I was working all the nightclubs. And I was working all night and hanging out with everybody. And I was, right. I was like, why don't you come in the movie industry? And I was like, God, I don't right. want to, but I, and I was like, you know, fuck it. And I, <laughs> and I came out here and I was like, oh, this is, you know worked a little and like, yeah this is where I want to be but before before you came here yeah you were bodyguard yeah I was touring yeah I toured I did like seven seven tours yeah world seven, tours what seven Where? tours yeah, yeah that tours. would be like seven years right on and off yeah yeah I was on and off yeah and you toured with because I remember you telling me yeah, about yeah, this yeah. and I Duran, was just Duran, like what Duran Duran Pink Floyd and we did some stuff with David Bowie and then we did an offshoot with the guys from Guns N' Roses and Duran Duran John Taylor from Duran Duran and Neurotic Outsiders well, that I mean, those were some of the biggest, yeah, biggest that was, bands. Yeah, it was at great. The time. Oh, look, dude, it was, was life-changing experience, and I got to work with, you know, a lot of cool directors doing the music videos. Right. So I got to know people, and you know, through that too. 
you know, so that, that was, I'm still friends with a lot of them. That's cool. one thing about this business. Yeah. You don't really, you don't really sit down for an interview. It's like, hey, you no. working? Yeah. No. You want to work? Oh, yeah, okay, it's, it's relationships and people yeah. get to know you, you know, the, the sad part is sometimes people don't, don't vet people. You know, yeah. like you, you get, you as you guys know, everybody gets a rep, like, oh, he's a good guy, I know him, and then he gets there and it's like, woo. Well, you know, that's what I always tell people, especially like folks that are kind of coming up yeah. and just it's like, look, it, to a certain extent, it is all about who you know, yeah, yeah. but once you get, your, once you're on, you, once you, your, you, you need to shit. know your yeah. shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. people ain't going to call ride. you back. Yeah, you can't ride on no. that. No, no, yeah. no, I mean, there exactly. are some people, but they're, I think they're yeah. few and far between. Those are and, like real political hires yeah, that can get away with that. I'm not one of them. I'm directors. Yeah, TV, as you know. Yeah, exactly. Directors that get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's a hard thing. You know, it's I always tell people it's hard for, you know, line producers and shit because they got to balance both sides. Yeah. That's a that's like a tough ass job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like you gotta, even if you have the worst director, you gotta make them look good and yeah. Yeah, because we get them, we get them another job and then everybody else picks up the slack. We all pick up the slack. And directors okay. have to understand yeah. that you are. A visitor. Yeah, on television. On television. Yeah, on television. Because this show has been going on. Yeah. And you, we, they just invited you to come in. Yeah. And and give your perception. Yeah, yeah, and you have everybody. they have a style they've right. set up, and you gotta you gotta work to that style. And if you don't want to do that, don't be intelligent. No, no. Because it's you, you're gonna have to compromise. But you always, you know, the good people like Reggie Tanis. Yeah. yeah. You know, I worked with Greg. I, I did like I think the first three episodes of TV with him mm -hmm. as a performer. Greg, you know, he has funny stories and we laugh about it. Still, Don Johnson, like we did, we did Nash Bridges. And, Dude, and, I, and, and poor Greg. I, I was like first. That's where I knew few, Greg from. Yeah, one of the first few things he had directed, and he walked in and he was like, you know, gung ho, just got a film school. Yeah, we're gonna shoot this. We're gonna shoot that. We're gonna do. And Don Johnson came up to him, tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> said, you can do that with Cheech. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna be out of here in two hours. He's gonna shoot me first. And he just looked and went. And everybody goes. And the crew started moving. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, Damn. You know, it was like he was a great director and is a great director, but you know, did great stuff. But he's like, Yeah, I figured out. You know, he just did. Would pick the cool shots. One or two cool shots is kind of show who he is. Mm -hmm. And then he would work. You had to work. You figure out work within the parameters. Within the parameters. Yeah. But he he was able to still make it his like right it's, it's an art form and it's that's the real art form of tv you know it's like you know know how to still go within that but make it yours we'll make it yours yeah. exactly. you know, tell, anthony, tell anthony hemingway is great at yeah. that anthony would you know anthony always taught me like cool shit hemingway he, yeah, yeah 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 he anthony would go you know one of the biggest things he taught me that was cool was he would always you know, like we'd always show up early me and her, you know and walk through the set and he would play stuff where he wanted the actors to be without and then let them walk in and go, Get, you guys show me what you want to do. And they naturally wind up where he wanted because he would put the coffee cup there and this there. It's like, oh, I'm going to go here. Oh, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like, and he had like pre-set it up, the chairs and everything, just to kind of get people where he wanted. And it was like, right. man, that's, that's genius. Yes. Yeah. Subtle, it's, it's, yeah, subtle. Yeah, the actor's influence. ideas. It wasn't yeah. his. Right, but right. it was. But it was. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he set. He set. He said, "Yeah, motion. he set these things in motion." You know, and it was like great to watch and learn from him. You know, and he's a great friend and a great human being too. How do you deal with like big egos? I tell you, you got to know the script, know your job. Right. As long as, as long as you don't make it personal, I'm like, I never make it personal. 
it's like it's about the job when people started talking about it, like whatever started getting in my guys like so what are we doing here okay what are we doing okay i was like i ignore the bullshit because i was like i'm not gonna win right <laughs> and, and and if i do win i'm gonna be the bad guy because what level we're we gonna take that to right so yeah, now so that person wants to listen to you and yeah yeah it's a constant so it's, it's always like what's what's on the page Right. Stick to that. Whatever you have to say, I don't care. What's on the page? That's, that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. I'm going to go do that. I, I mean, the reason why I love working with you is that when I was when I was keying, Eddie was like, boom, 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 right? I never had to worry about, like... Well, yeah, it's also, it's also yeah, I mean, I'm not there all the time. So exactly. I look at it as, like, I got to respect you guys there that are there for, you know, for 12, 14 hours. Right. So that's why, you know, at all the meetings and stuff, I was like, we don't have time for this. What are we really going to do? Right, exactly. It's like, because, you know, everybody be like, hey, Eddie, how long are we going to be here? For 16 hours, I go, no, we had 12. You know, I'm not that precious about it. We, we'll get it done. We'll make tell the story. And, you know, sometimes, like, like you guys are saying about egos, people get so focused on something, and you turn around and go, hey, man, nobody's seen this yet. So you're so precious about something that nobody may see. And guess what? See how long this is? It's gonna go. When it gets in there, it's only gonna be gone. So how about make something good small than something big? That's a Terrible. mess. Wow, you know, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. That is that is going to be my new line. Yeah. You know, no one's seen this shit. No, but it's no. <laughs> I love that. No one has seen this shit, no one's heard this shit, no one knows what's going on. No, I, I had a friend who I was working on a movie with, an independent movie, and he was so hell-bent on this car chase, and the producer was like, we can't afford this. And I was like, hey, man, so you know how to do this car chase well? It's three or four days. I got to have this car. I go, why? It doesn't tell anybody's story. I just want a car chase. I go, tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. I'm going to pull these five pages out of the script. Why don't you have three people read it? And if anybody says on page 16, you need a car chase, we'll put it back in. And he looked at me and goes, thanks, bro. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I go... Because that rabbit hole... Yeah, that rabbit deep. hole's ugly. I go, it's going to be an ugly rabbit hole. And I go, on day one, when we got... The guard just pulled around the corner and went three blocks. What about the other 20 blocks that we didn't got? I'm yeah, and the thing get. is, is that in, in my experience, like, when you have those scenarios, like, things yeah. was like, why are we doing this? Like, yeah. what? this isn't necessary. And we're, we're bending over backwards. We're beating ourselves yeah. up. You just sap the energy. You sap the... the ability for the crew to come yeah. through yeah. and you do you do take away yeah. from a scene you know a love scene yeah. because you just spent three days doing something that you could have done in one yeah and when you have somebody like carl seaton who's yeah. you know a writer and gets it yeah and he turns around and helps restructure it it's great because that i love working with carl because yeah, communication I love communicate with, with them you know yeah and, I, and but he doesn't he, take it personal no no that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah and if you come up with something better and faster he's like yo man let's just do that i remember the first time carl worked on uh snowfall season three and uh the girl was going through her drug addiction yeah melody was it melody yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah when she when she, when she started going becoming down crackhead. and we had to use the uh old school technology i can't remember the name of it but it's not motion control like motion, motion control. control. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. First of all, the setup time was yeah, about yeah. three hours. Yeah, four yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. So at four hours, you're you only got two hours. That's four hours of setup. Yeah. Plus now, now, trying to get it to go. Yeah, and the speed because it slows and it, down and speeds boat. up. Exactly. And you have to time the. Yeah. And you've got to get the actor. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. But that was one of those days that if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, 
you got to make sure and it worked it was great but it was like what 30 seconds in the entire yeah, show yeah. and that's what i'm saying is like i just feel like that's deflating to the crew no it is yeah i mean yeah. You, you destroy the people and you know the model don't care at a certain point because you know i always tell people it's like you know i've had directors get like all upset like how come the crew doesn't care i go bro they're getting paid there's no you know they got a job right you know yes it's great some people you know like yourselves we're all filmmakers so we thrive on it but there's also people that are just doing their job yeah right. they're thinking oh, i gotta pay my mortgage i gotta pay my kids to go to school they're not thinking like this is the best thing i've ever worked on they're just like i'm getting it done exactly. yeah and exactly. not only that it's like we just came off yeah. an episode that was crazy yeah 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 you're in episode eight you're right and this is this and you you expect us to be that hyped up about it yeah, yeah. we're not going to be yeah, yeah you know yeah. and that's and that's what the crew you know and that's the crew yeah they take pride in their work but it, the overall they're not part of the overall because they just they got to get something done exactly and then television is so much different than doing yeah a film yeah. you know where you're doing two to three pages a day in yeah. film and that's like oh yeah we got the, the two or three pages a day in television oh, yeah. you're like what yeah, yeah i mean yeah, the, people the, start the, the one training ground was shameless because we run and gun i mean it was like right. directors were told you got 12 hours and that's it and you know i worked with like mark maylock who you know was part supervising director before he left and he was an editor and you just learned so much from him because he'd be sitting there like no we're not gonna need that no we're gonna need this no, we need that and it's like he edited in his head and it was just like great to watch somebody that's like yeah he's thinking like you know like uh working with bill Hader on barry mm. bill edits in his head and she's got it i mean usually he knows some days are eight hour days I mean, wow. like we're done we're good yeah. we got everything today you know and it, it's it's when it works out great and you get a good group of people like you know we had well, so it's nice yeah but yeah. it's it's you know again i credit john wells was really good about picking people it's nice when everybody picks the right people and they all gel and yes. you've all been on the ones where that oh, you hate going to work yeah when every and you just know there's one or two people that are just gonna you're gonna see them and be like no no matter what they do they're going to put a you know a, a wrench in the in the, in the machine yeah, exactly because they're gonna be like that's just who they are as people and it's like right right yeah dude just leave if you don't like this right and you spend like you know if you're doing 70 hours a week you're spending that much time with these people yeah. as opposed to being with your family yeah. right yeah. and Absolutely. that's not even saying yeah. don't you got to get up early yeah. you yeah. go home late if you live like way yeah. out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or and how many times do, do we get a really a, a good chance to work somewhere close to our home yeah, yeah for me i was like you know because i was doing features back and forth and finally i was like i kind of like it i'm home I'm around a good group of people and they're great at what they do like everybody there is fucking good at what they do yeah Everybody's on point. Everybody talks to each other. There's no yeah. friction. There's no, it's a lot of communication. Everybody yeah. helps each other out. It's the egos that really... Yeah, and it's just, it's just hard when you get... You know, it's... It's great when you get the directors that are like, this is where directing is supposed to be, as opposed to when you get the directors that are like, they don't want to make waves. They just want to do the job and move on to the next job. And it's like, yeah, but this doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, but we'll figure it out. It's like, okay. Not gonna work. Right. So we get there that day, and then they go, "Well, I don't know." Yeah, they, you didn't tell me. Didn't yeah, tell yeah, me. we did. I was like, "Yeah, we did." Let's yeah. go to. And that's the one thing I like about Zoom now. When we have the Zoom meetings, they tape them. And I was like, "We can go to the tape. <laughs> <laughs> we can go to the tape and see what you said." 
Oh, uh, uh, never mind. Uh, I was like, yeah, we. Can I remember do. you told me. Yeah, yeah, you told me a good, a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, like, I okay, called cool. somebody out. I was like, let's go, let's go look at that tape. I'm sure you'll find it in there. Right, right. right. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, don't call people liars and stuff and say you never heard of it. Exactly. Just say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm not thinking I, yeah, about I it now. Own up to it. Yeah, That's the thinking one about thing. it now. Yeah. It's like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, hey, man, you know, guys, my bad. Right. My bad. Exactly. You know? There's nowhere to go when somebody says, to you, like, I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah. And There's nowhere like, to go. Okay. Rather than going, oh, it's their fault. Their fault. It's like no matter whose fault, if somebody screws up in my department. And the day, still me. It's my it's right. My department. It's your department, exactly. So I gotta be like, I'm responsible. Right. And then, and that's one thing I that I don't that I love about you. Yeah, yeah. And it's and what I don't do is I don't sell my I don't sell my people down the river. No, no. And if, if my, my person's if, if my person's fucked up, then I will. I fucked God up. Will, yeah, yeah, exactly. I gotta, I gotta I eat it. Exactly. I gotta eat. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's the weird thing about some of the you know some of the movies and stuff now because everybody. You know, especially the Marvel stuff. Man. Everybody tries to be so secretive, like no phones on set, no this and that. Like, how am I supposed to do my job? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I actually I worked a job once. It was just a commercial. Yeah. And I think it was like an Apple commercial, yeah. and they required everybody on set. I think Britney Spears was in yeah. it or something yeah. like that. And and Kevin Bacon, and it had to be super hush hush. They literally required all of the crew to take to hand in their phones, and the crew yeah. was like, "You take my phone." you're paying me for the rest of the week. It's a one day commercial yeah, yeah. because yeah. I'm working a commercial today. Yeah. I might get called for a job yeah, tomorrow. Right, right, right. If you, I don't have my phone, you're taking me for buying me for the yeah, whole week. Yeah, yeah. And they, the crew strong armed them. And I think, I think they just said, okay, don't, don't, we don't want to see phones out. Exactly. They weren't going to pay for everybody. Yeah, for and, the and week. look, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Cause when we did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, Quentin has like, they had the checkpoint. Before mm -hmm. you walked on set, you put your phone in a box. Oh, really? And there were no phones on set. Mm -hmm. But they had PAs there that if somebody's phone rang or something, they'd come get you and like, hey, your phone just rang. Oh, okay. So they had a good system. Oh, that's cool, yeah. But it was also nice on set not to have the phone because everybody was engaging. Right. People were working and talking to each other. Right. And that is the craziest thing now is when you go on set, any movie set or TV set, that you can walk around and see how many people don't pay attention. I remember there was a movie that was being shot in Santa, in uh, Venice, and I was going to a friend's house, and they were shooting on her block. And uh, I knew the first, right? And so I was a good, I don't know, 100, 150 yards away, and all the PAs were standing around doing this. So I walked as all a, a PA, the way you through. Keep, you gotta watch yourself. I walked all the way through and stood next to Mark Catone. I said, hey Mark, I was like, dude, I just walked right up to you without any resistance. And Mark goes, it's on the radio. I was like, hey, who's this guy? He points to me, and all the PAs look up and like, you know, at that point, you're like, what? who's this guy? And I was like, yeah, this guy just walked from that corner all the way through yeah. set, no headset, no nothing. He said he walked by each, each and every one of you, and no one ever looked up to look at him. And they were. And you weren't. You weren't on the cruise. No, so I, you I was going to stranger. Somebody. Yeah, I could have been anybody. And I was just. I was just walking <laughs> through. But I just. I wanted to. I wanted him to see that so he could. You know, because I mean, you have to pay attention. Yeah, especially yeah. lockups. Yeah, like, lock yeah. Lock yeah. They yeah. scare me now. I'm like, hey guys, don't be on your phone. Please do not. You know, yeah, exactly. Please. Yeah. It's it's a it's a fine line. Yeah. But you know, it's to it's take away people's you know, heads of department especially. I could see like where they say, okay, you guys can't have it, or people can take turns go check your phone. Right. 
but it's you know it's become an issue yeah it's changed the way that that people work because i know like on, on shameless yeah. it's like we were not allowed to have oh, our no. phones out and, it's, and i mean no, people no. aren't emailing me you know every once you know every once in a while i'll get a text it's like okay you pull it out yeah. you read it you know sometimes you do that and it's like yeah. okay i read it you know yeah, I, I always step I away i always try to I, step out or it's like right well when we're doing stuff it's like i'm here getting paid right here as soon as we're done with the scene okay in between I'll yeah exactly but not be on it like live on it mm. and you know it's become you know issue for a lot of us and you know people don't read those ndas and all the shit it's like all of a sudden people post stuff it's like what are you doing why did you you, you, you you told you couldn't you signed the paper now you're it's out there right. so, so what was your your first big stunt uh like something that was just you know was well the first crazy. one that kind of got people to know me was uh i was doing con air oh okay yeah and I, I was uh we were doing a bunch of different stuff so i was playing like soldier then i, I played one of sandino's men in the in the airplane hangar and we were in windover utah and one of the uh actors was flying a little cessna plane and the planes they do a near miss with the plane and right. the bails out and rolls underneath the, the uh, plane as it's landing. Right. So they had me double the guy. And that Ooh. was, you know, I, I, it was windy out there. And the day that I did it, I, uh, uh, the plane actually, as we were rolling, lifted a little mm. and took speed. And when I landed on, on that runway, my shoulder exploded because I landed shoulder wise and it just oh, destroyed wow. my shoulder. Were you, was that it for you for the show? Oh, no, no. I, you know, we were in Utah, they looked at it and they're like, hey, shoulder's damaged. Right. It's like, well, we got three more days to shoot the shoot stuff. So literally we did, when we did the roll under, because it was real plain too, which was like, I was like, so you're going to have this big plane I got to roll out. <laughs> right. All right, all right, cool. This is what I got to do to pay my dues, no problem. Right. So we wound up taping my arm because oh, I couldn't, wow. I couldn't lift it that much. It was, it was gone. Wow. So we kind of duct taped it to my pants. And I rolled and just went under it and, and did all my shit. And they're like, all right, this guy, well, you know. And that yeah. was, I was like, this guy's. He's ball. He's game. He's got to yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> to go. So that, you know, that kind of got me a lot, a lot of work after that. Because people were like, yo, man, he he was jacked and he still, still didn't walk away. Exactly. You know, That's cool. and they handled, did what he had to. And I was like, yeah, it's a job. It's what you're here for. Right. You know, as long as my arm is intact and I'm not bleeding, I'll, right. I'll figure yeah. it out. I've had my arm's not, that. It's not disconnected yeah. Yeah. from my body. Yeah, and then after that, you know, I worked for a while. And then the first big movie I did was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Then I stunt coordinated with uh, for who? Sean Connery. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, really? You were stunt coordinator? Yeah, it was the first big, big movie I did. Damn. So now, because I love that movie. Yeah, and I spent eight months in Prague, which was... Nice. It was nice. cool, because we got to do a bunch of, you know... Cool and I know, I, I know I probably seen your name yeah. and didn't yeah. even put it together, but yeah. now... Going back, yeah, yeah, and it was a uh, director, Steve Norton, did Blade, and I did the first Blade with him as a really? performer, so it was okay. great to work with him. Nice. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, so having worked on on Blade, yeah. they they knew well, they you. knew. I knew him, and yeah, I, you know, Steve and I kind of knew each other, and there was a lot of big stunt coordinators up for it, and I walked in with like a whole tape and ideas, and I was like, hey man, so I was thinking this character, you know, it'd be cool. I go Nemo, he travels the world. Why don't we make him a martial artist? And, make everybody different from coming and he was like to me he goes you're the first guys actually come here and talked about the movie and not about yourself 
Nice. I was like, well, I don't have that many credits. I like, gotta be honest, I, I got some shit to talk about, but not a lot. So the only, thing I, do, the only thing I do know to talk about is about that right there. Right, right. And they're like, okay. Yeah, and then I, you know, I left and they're like, yeah, well, we kind of have somebody else. And then it didn't work out. And I literally got a phone call at four o'clock in the morning from the producer saying, so we need you on a plane by five o'clock today. What do we got to do to help you to get on a plane? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you need to get to Prague like today. You good with that? I go, yeah, I'm good with it. Shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> the phone up. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, grab them. What should I guess? Well, have somebody mail your stuff, do whatever. We just need you here. Right. Because we need somebody here to start location scout and start putting together all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. wow. That's and, and at the time, my friend Rob Alonso was helping me out and he was here in LA and he had a martial arts studio and they had like a webcam. So when I got there, we were able to start doing stuff here with them. Uh-huh. And I was on the phone and they were on the webcam. And that <laughs> was kind of like our previous pre-shooting all the fights and kind of showing what it is. I mean, I, I in this day and age, I, I, so many people do previses where they actually shoot the show for them. I don't like doing that because that's the director's job. Right. And it's always, you know, give and take. It's like, oh, what's it, you know? I go, yeah. So we kind of, and Stephen was very visual and knew exactly what he wanted, so it was easy. We would just show him the whole right. You show, show him the action. You show him the action where yeah. it's going to be, and then it's like, hey man, this is going to be subject to change when we get to the location and start. Mm-hmm. But this you know, is yeah, this yeah, is the like, hey, we well, know I, the table there. We know that. Where'd that come from? Right, mm-hmm. right. I think you were telling me something that you were you were working on something uh, to direct. Yeah, I've been working on a few things. It just you know hasn't. It's not been the easiest. But uh, yeah, I'm working on something now. Now I found something else. So just constantly working. You know, I did a few shorts and right. I'm just tired of doing shorts. You know, it's like yeah. it's great. I'm not good at doing the sh- short circuit. But it's weird. Long. You know, you spend all this money, mm-hmm. then you yeah. gotta spend all this money to get into a film festival. And then you gotta spend all this money to go there. Right. And at the end, it's like, what might happen? Like I did two or three festival. I think I did like. 10 festivals I won like 3 or 4 mm. and then I was like oh yeah I was like, I'm just dumping the shit on the internet I yeah. did it as an exercise for me Yeah, to show what I can do mm-hmm. this is not about like it's not going to change the world it's yeah, going to change th- my life but at least I can show work and that's my the work. point I think is yeah. like when, at, at your you know at, at the level you are yeah, at yeah, in yeah. your career it's like I just need to be able to show people yeah, what I can do and I want to exercise my brain sometimes after dealing with frustrated being frustrated with directors right it's right. like I just want to go shoot something on my own where I have some, some control over it and can make it my own for change right, here right. you go guys right on so I see you've got an Emmy hat on oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got a few of those right, right, right. now I'm on the governors now okay yeah, now for, for what, peer group. what uh what shows what stunts did you do to win the Emmy uh, I won three for I was nominated four times and won three for Shameless for stunt coordinating okay so, you, yeah. what can you tell us about the stunts? Or yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on I'm trying to think. I think we were, well, there was one that involved a car battery. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. The car battery with, with, with Frank. Yeah, yeah, with Frank. Frank, the, Frank what what, no, but he's, he's he's having troubles because he can't he can't he can't get hard. And he talks to little <laughs> oh, kids. Yeah. Talks to little kids and shock them with the batteries. Right. And he goes flying. Yeah. So you know, I mean, yeah, that that's the one show I, I've never, you know, all the crazy shit was like. You want an Emmy for that? Yeah, yeah. For well, the whole season. Oh, for, for the season. Okay. Season, all the shit we did, but it was just like. Right. 
I think that like, was yeah, that was probably one of the one of the key the marquee ones for that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was that. There was a car crash we did that was, you know, pretty epic. And then there was, uh, yeah, it was just I kind of trying to think of the other one. Yeah, the one season I didn't win, which I was bummed about, was when when Frank punches a little girl in the face, <laughs> and, and the guy's like, "You punched a little girl," because everybody's like, "How are we gonna do? We're, we're gonna really punch like a seven year old." <laughs> I don't know what we're doing constantly. We're doing the little girl was so much fun, right? And her parents were so cool, and that's why they they get on on a horse, they bareback, and they both fall off, and it was just like, and everybody's like, ah, oh, you guys like, you, that show went there. Punch the little girl in the face. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Frank was that guy. I though. go, Frank was that guy though. Yeah. That's what was fun. There was no rules, yeah. right? You know, it's like every time I get the scripts and I'd laugh and I'd be like, oh shit, yeah. how the fuck am I gonna do that? Oh, I got, I got my work cut out for me. And then when we did it, right? Just everybody, everybody started laughing. I was like, yeah, okay, we got it. We started laughing. <laughs> it's like so wrong. Right. It's, yeah. So wrong <laughs> that it's right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know? I uh, I worked with the late great Merritt Yonka. Oh, yeah, Merritt was great. Yeah, yeah Merritt yeah, was Merit, great. We were in the same group for a while. Yeah, and, uh, and he, well, he did Nash. That's why he was up there. Oh, Nash. See, I didn't know he, I mean, yeah. well, I knew he did Nash, but yeah. I didn't work with him on Nash. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't work on Nash. I actually, we shot, well, we shot in the summer, yeah. uh, we shot, I shot a feature, and we yeah. used those oh, major stages, stages yeah. yeah. But uh, Merritt, I did Chuck, okay. right? And Merritt was our, our stunt coordinator. Merritt was cool. Yeah. And, um, uh, I would do I was uh, second second but I would I would first all the second units and all the stunt okay. units right mm. so we were in um, uh, uh, the marina and we had this giant 600 foot champion crane and they were they had uh, Chuck's character jumping out the window and then landing in a pool and we were like maybe I'd probably say seven to eight stories up mm. yeah. And Merritt wanna he wanted Emmy for that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I used to always say, "So uh, hey Merritt, uh, did you uh, scratch my name on the side of that Emmy? Did I at least put a little piece of tape on the backside yeah. that said spoon help yeah. me to get this?" Yeah, that's what, that, I mean. That's kind of the weird thing about those awards because it's like you you win. You know, when I was there, I was always like, you win on behalf of a bunch of people. It's not just yes, yeah. So it's always it's always weird because you're like like you. I was like, well. Yeah, me, but it's the writing, it's, you know... It's grip, electric, electric sound, everybody sound, everybody has to be on that one. I go, and, you know, they don't have awards for ADs. That, they that, do. Do they? Yeah, I won. I won uh, in uh, 20... Not an Emmy, though. No. <laughs> no, no, but they don't have Emmy. We have a DJ. But it's not an Emmy. Oh, yeah, it's a DJ award. It's not an Emmy. Do they have DJ for Yeah, dude, I won DJ award for Underground Railroad. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I did a series with Barry Jenkins oh, nice. um, in, out in uh, in Georgia, and we won. I called it too because I thought it was just such a, a tremendous story. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, we yeah. good show. And I told I told our additional second, I was like, "Yo, dude, we're gonna win a DJ award." He was like, Are you, "I'm not sure." I was like, "Yeah." We're and we did. That's good. Yeah, we won. Yeah. It was cool. It was so weird. I ad'd us at at the at the uh, at the award show. Yeah. I said, "Listen, when we go." Follow me. We're gonna go this way. We're gonna follow <laughs> and they were like, "What?" I said, "Just, just follow me." Yeah. And all of a sudden, they said that, and I was up. I was moving, and I had uh, Elaine Wood and um, Jesse Carmona. I was like, "Yo, let's go!" Boom. We were going right. Mm -hmm. We got up there. It was, it was, uh, it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever, yeah. I've ever have happened. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, uh, but you know, again, at some of those awards, like. I have all the respect for line producers, man. I would not want that job. Yeah. 
for any money in the world. And but that's why they say the DGA is so wealthy because half the people never collected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stress and heart attacks. Like, it's, it's fucked yeah, up. Like, it's the true. average. Yeah, because the average DGA, I think it was. I, I don't know what it is now, but I know at one time it was like fifty-five years yeah, old, yeah, and it yeah. was a lot of people that I knew. Yeah. Who were passing? Yeah, oh, because wow. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, first ads, dude, UPMs. You I'm think trying. about who's there? It's the stress. Yeah, to survive. No, yeah, yeah. It's because level, man. You, yeah. It's so funny. It's like when you're in the ad department. Yeah. Everybody except for the first, the days are long. Yeah. For the first, it's never enough time. Yeah. Yo, how much longer? Right. What are we doing? Oh, we're gonna do this. Oh my god. What do you mean they need to be touched up? They haven't been wired? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? What have we been doing? Right. And you're just like, and you're looking at your clock, and then then you've got the, the line producer, you've got the UPM. Yeah, man, what are you guys doing? And and then you got to you know do the the whole um, scheduling of the day. Yeah. You know, timed and oh well, you should have been here. Well, the schedule like, needs to change. Right. Move yeah. that thing over there. Exactly. And so yeah. DP told oh, me yeah, like yeah, 20 yeah. minutes. And, they got 20 minutes like 40 minutes ago. Go, exactly. <laughs> and, it, and you're just going yeah, through it, and you're like damn, my day is just going by me and they're going to come down there and they're going to be in my ass. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. you know, this whole, you know, supposedly 12-hour rule, it's like, come on, mm -hmm. seconds and stuff, people get that three hours before call. Exactly. And three hours after, after call. they're still doing 17-hour yeah. days. Yeah, and that, just, that doesn't even, you know, how far away do you live? Yeah, yeah. When do you get up? How long is it going to yeah. take you yeah. for your commute? Yeah, it's, it's, like, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy. No, not at all. No, and and we all do. I mean, yeah. everybody to a yeah. certain degree. It's not like there are people that are working eight hours yeah. in our no, industry no. at all. We're yeah. all to a certain degree, uh, like really sacrificing a lot of our lives. I mean, mm -hmm. you're you're easily doing twelve hours a day. Yeah, I mean, easily. Yeah. And twelve and hours is a good that's day. That's literally yeah. half yeah. of the waking hours five days a week. Yeah. You know yeah, exactly. That, does, that even doesn't even take into account sleep. Sleep. So it's like uh, you well, you're not sleeping. Your only Sundays we talked. How many Sundays we? Sunday, Saturday phone? night, and I mean, and I'm like, yo, schedules. my phone. Exactly, my phone is open for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah me, me too. You know me. Yeah, I because I mean, that Monday, if we're not on it, yeah. it doesn't matter that I had to work on That's Sunday. It's gonna burn the whole week. It's gonna burn the week. Exactly. Yeah. Remember how many we every Sunday we would we, <laughs> exactly. we regroup and like, yo, right. man. Yeah. So what's it? What's the bad day we gotta look at? Wednesday. Okay, let's figure this yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Abby Singer. Yeah. 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 Abby's up. Right. So Abby is right. up. So. Who would you like to see sitting in your chair? The chair you're in right now. Who would you, if, if you were going to listen to our podcast, who would you want to, who would you want to hear from? I'd like to hear Alex. Lamoni. Yeah, Lamoni. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's been around. He's got, he's come up with you guys. Yes. You know, now yeah. he's, now he's Alex a producer. Was, Alex at one time was my PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean. He's somebody that's been through it. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Corey, special effects too. Okay. Because he's got, you know, yeah, he's, he's got. We, he's just work with Corey. Yeah, he's got a different out, you know, outlook on on the industry as well. From, from you know, how it's changed from special effects and and squibs and guns yes, and, right and everything now since yeah. all the, you know, uh, all this stuff has happened now. Yeah. And now, you know, that they're saying that they're trying to pass, I guess, the DGA in the last contract, the no, no more live fire. No more live fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is, yeah, insane. Yeah, that, that's where like visual effects are going to need to be and, on more. and airsoft guns. Yeah, airsoft guns. Stuff. Yeah. Well, you remember the one, the stunt we did for season five, the shootout. Yeah, yeah. It's all airsoft. Yeah, it's all airsoft. Yeah, no, we were using airsofts yeah. since like season three. Yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. we started using it. So we were, yeah. but like all the other shows, like SEAL Team and all them that want to do live gunfire, it's like 
they were lying that that's going to be gone and now they're saying it's with that new uh that new tax incentive that if, if you get the incentive you're gonna have to have a safety officer oh really yeah, yeah. but i think that's a program i yeah, think that right. they they're like they're trying to phase that in over the right, next right. five years right, right but like that's that was my thought was that one with covid and we had all these these um health and safety people on set yeah. i was like you guys have been around here for now for like a year and a half yeah, yeah. this you all need to sort of morph into a segment of our of our yeah, industry yeah, right. and i think if anything you're going to evolve into being the safety, safety officer yeah, right, right, set right, because yeah. it's always fallen to the to the ad's and yeah. it's like i've i've worked with emts i've worked yeah. with you know, like people who deal with like real emergency response and it's like we're not the ones yeah, no, to be doing really, that. I mean, we we a bunch, a bunch of us has fought for years with SAG to have some sort of certification. Yeah, I mean, you can grab somebody off the street and turn them into a stunt coordinator. Mm. If the if the network or studio there's work. no certification for you guys. Nothing, dude. So nothing. Really, I thought yeah. there had to be. Wow, I nothing. I would have never you can thought grab that some dude off the street and just say okay. Yeah, and, and if somebody agrees to it, guess what? They are. Yeah, wow. and that, you know now, especially with all the you know all these states having all the tax incentives, you're starting to get stunt coordinated by zip code rather than by by, by yeah, right, exactly. Like it'll be fine. The guy does, you know, oh, yeah. Look at look look at him on YouTube. It'll be fine until be someone gets hurt. It'll be great. Yeah, then, but when they do, it's like, well, it's his fault. He said he could do it. So, Martini, what Martini's day? up. Hey, okay, <laughs> Martini. Last question yeah. um, for you is like, what are you watching these days? Anything? Uh, I just watched a, a real, really cool series actually that didn't get a lot of airplane. They called Zero Zero Zero. Well, I think it's great. It's great. Okay. It's, yeah, it's on Amazon. Oh yeah, okay. you should see it. It's it's nobody. I didn't zero, hear about zero, it. Zero, I can't zero. remember the woman's name because she did the film uh, also. It's on Netflix to Leslie, yeah. and she got like Oscar nominated yeah. and stuff like. But I saw Zero Zero Zero. I think it's based on a novel. Yeah, it's like and it's a series. It's a yeah, it's, it's a, series. a mini series. Mini series. Okay. I want to say it's like six episodes yeah, or something six, like six that. Six or eight, but it, yeah. it's, it's like it's shot like almost like a docudrama. Hmm. So it's cool because it's like kind of raw and cool, but it's simple. Yeah, like if you're into Narcos or anything yeah, yeah. like right. that, it's but definitely they shot, right. they okay. shot like in Italy and yeah. New Orleans. It's like oh, wow. yeah, Italy, yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, it's, it's, and a, it's Mexico? about Mexico. Yeah, it's about the cartel, but it's about the shipping of the drugs. Ah, on shipping containers, the big out. companies yeah. that are owned. Yeah, okay. and own the shipping containers right, and how right, they right, get right. it through. Wow. Yeah. And it was just like, and but again, it wasn't flashy. No, that's what I like. Like even the stuff in Mexico. Yeah. You see the dealers and everything. It's like how they really are. Not, yeah, no, like, like grime. Not like in. Nice that was cars the scariest part of the yeah. whole show uh, uh, for me. It was like seeing like that one character sort yeah, of. He yeah. was well, he was a cop, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he just he flips. Yeah, and then like, seeing the like the real like Mexican SWAT that they're not like fancy cars or anything. They show up in like minivans and shit and go yeah, and pick raid up trucks. Yeah, and pickup trucks. Like it was like okay, this is oh okay, this is the real deal. Yeah, like this is the best show out there. They're showing. The real deal. It's not flashy. It's not like they're driving Ferraris and in these big homes. They're just in regular houses and have regular dudes just trying to get by. Yeah. Right. It really, just like us. Yeah, yeah, like right. everybody else. Yeah. So that for me, that was like nice breath of fresh air. I was like, zero, I like, zero, I like zero, all the stuff that's that like, out. yeah. Like when I want to watch something, I was like, okay, what's out there that's real and like, yeah. Right, right, you right. Sink your teeth into and go, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Like, okay, this, I get this. Zero, zero, Somebody zero. did their work. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. going to check that so, out. Yeah. So, what we like to do at yeah. the end yeah. is let you call it the wrap. So it's right, like, cool. I guess that's a wrap. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you, you very much, Eddie Perez. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you. Extraordinaire. Thank you, buddy.
Next, go. There you have it, Eddie Perez, Con Air, classic. Give that another spin. Listen, we're living through some historic times, and things are hard right now getting through these strikes and this work stoppage. It's important to support each other and look out for the vulnerable and least protected in our industry. If you can, support the Go for PAs Alliance to help production assistance in the film and television industry. Go for PAs Alliance provides relief funds now to the TV and film employees at the lowest end of the totem pole. So check out go for pas Alliance. That's G-O-F-O-R-P-A-S Alliance.com and show your support. Buy a t-shirt, donate, stand in solidarity. Thanks for listening. If you like the episode, you like the podcast, consider sharing it. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. New episodes will be coming at you each week. So that's all we got for today. We'll be back next week. See you on the next one.